Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. And here we go. We are back. He is back. Bull Root is back. Nebraska football is almost back. How are you? Are you doing okay? I'm back. You're back. Yeah. It's happening again. Like, we... So we've already been talking a little bit before we started to record. We're taping this. It's August 12th. It's Friday night. And I could tell... We, we both could kind of feel like it's happening again. We are starting... Like, this happens where the season starts to get close, starts to get close, and we're starting to believe again, and you're starting why, to buy why again. Why does this happen? I don't why know. Do we, why can't we just be objective? I don't know. I'm, But I feel like... But what's crazy is, like, you know, it's the whole what's the Costanza thing. It's like, it's not a lie if you believe it. Like, <laughs> like it's real to me. Like, this... Uh, the more I am thinking about this season and the more I am thinking about the team, the more I am buying into... Now, I don't know... We're still like ten days away from our official like season prediction pod. I'm I will tell you right now, like I am not thinking like nine, ten wins. Like I'm not I'm not there. But I'm also like I'm closer to that than I think like three wins. I think these last <laughs> four years have warped my ability to trust myself. Well a little on. bit. <laughs> you you said something, and this again, we everything is kind of like recycled topics with us now. But like you said something before we started recording that like struck me for some reason. Like when you're not good, you usually are getting your ass kicked. Yes, in and, football. In football, and that is much easier to be like, okay, yeah, you're not good. You're getting you're getting blown out. On a on a sometimes you got to reset everything and just say everything out loud again. I think that is what has been that is the hardest thing about this. Where yeah, yeah four straight losing seasons. If they were if if Nebraska was getting blown out and had four straight losing seasons, there's no way we're sitting here getting optimistic about the years. No, and and we like the, the coaches wouldn't have survived. Like Frost right. is gone if he's losing every game by you know if he's giving up fifty points and. It's the way we lost that is so maddening and at the same time confusing, right? Like we're maddened because like, how does this keep happening? But we're confused because it's not obvious that we're a terrible team. It's almost like, man, we're kind of good, but we can't win. Yeah. And, and again, and these so, are... So like, I don't feel like, man, it's uh, we lost every game by 40. So now this year we're going to be great. It's more like, no, like we just like that's it. it so like that's where i'm like i still think of this team now as not a bad team even though we're not a winning team and i know that right and i and and there are people on the outside that would hear that and like laugh or there are people even on the inside by inside i mean like nebraska fans in nebraska media whatever that would listen to this and laugh and be like what are you guys talking about this is a bad football team and a bad football program and it's like well then why aren't they getting then, then crushed why aren't they every getting week? Crushed? Yeah, I 
I've been on teams that got crushed. Right. You know, we had a decade of like, when we lost, we lost by 40. That's what, that's the other point you made. Like, if yeah. you think about it, like when, when it, when things went south with Callahan, like set, like Kansas was hanging 70 on Nebraska. Yeah. It was disaster. You know, same way with Pelini. When Pelini, like when the screws came off with Pelini, like, Oh, uh, Wisconsin puts Wisconsin. Yeah. yeah. Like the, the, there was Michigan blew the doors off him a few times. Yeah. Like I, so when it, and then even Riley, where, when Riley's like, last year was, was a travesty. Getting yeah. Crushed. Yeah. And, and so it's, it's just, that makes it easier to understand and easier to digest. Like, oh yeah, this is not even close. Uh, bad, all those things. This isn't that. Where I gave you that stat that is encapsulates this, like the conundrum of it, of like, this is from Sam McEwen. Over four seasons, so the four seasons of Frost, Iowa has played 13 one-score games within its division, and so obviously in the Big Ten West, going and they went 8-5 and five in those games. Nebraska has played 14 one-score games against West Division teams. Their record is 2-12. and 12. So... I hear that and I go, okay, does that tell you that Nebraska's super far away or does that tell you they're closer than you think? Well, and my answer on that would be that it's closer, but it's not like it's not hanging over the edge. It is still like there are things that I think we've talked about in this show many, yes. many times that like that prevented us from winning any of those games, right? We should have won at least, you know, more than half probably. Yeah. Um, and that's the stuff that doesn't make it, that puts us a, a little distance from like, Oh, we're right. You know, like, right. There's some things that we still need to correct. Um, but now like, you know, bringing this all back to like why we're starting to drink Kool-Aid is like, it seems like they've tried to do that. Right. And so this is where we're like, man, the Kool-Aid jug is sitting here. We're kind of both. It's been a hot day. You know, it's perspirating. <laughs> oh, it's, yeah, it's, it's perspirating. It was, it's got ice in it. Like, I want to drink it, Nick. You know what I, I was, want to drink this note, Kool-Aid. I'm going to bring a... This is going to be an example of something that only you and I would understand. Remember my blue water jug at... Oh, uh, so cold. Remember those big water jugs? Oh, so good. But but no, but that's like... That's how appetizing the Kool-Aid is for this year. And I guess the reason I wanted to start with, with this is like... You really try to psychoanalyze. Like, why, why beyond the fact that there is nostalgia and like... Of course, it's the team you're kind of a fan of, so you want them to be good. Beyond all that, why... Why is it? Why is it so easy to start to get optimistic and drink the Kool Aid again? And I think a part of it is what what we're talking about, where it's just like, I don't think it's obvious that they're terrible. They're I don't not, think it is. No, no, like, they're not terrible. Like if you watched that team last year, they're not terrible. They are maddening that they are a good team that shoots themselves in the foot and won't let themselves win. So I don't know if like the those you should call them a good team, but they're not a terrible team. That's right. They're certainly not a good team in terms of like talent, effort. Like talent and effort to me are like okay, we got enough talent. Really good effort. I've watched them play hard. Yeah, a lot. Um, now putting a full game together that seems to be the struggle. Right? right. They can't put a full game offense, defense, special teams, penalties. You know, situational stuff. Like that's right. the stuff that we've been struggling with. Uh, but it's not talent effort, right? Like playing hard or even like scheme, good. like, like just 
oh, talk about sh- shitty coaching and shit. You know what I mean? Where it's not like it doesn't seem like that with like certain. I think it's more if you want to go oh, talk about shitty coaching, it's maybe like management things, yes, decision yep. things, yeah. Uh, so yeah, it's just a. It's a weird feeling where I have felt it, and granted, and I, you know, when you came over today, like I could feel that you were feeling it too. I, I feel myself starting to buy into this team more, and you go, well, what the hell? On a like, I felt force- worse. I felt worse about him in the spring too. That's the part, right? Um, I didn't necessarily trust where they were going to be in the spring, t- and I think I've like. I've come around on okay. a few things, well, this just, is, and this, maybe this is what we need This is do. a perfect launching point okay. into kind of what we're, what I want to talk about. I was texting you, and I said, well, what if we just do three reasons for optimism and three reasons for concern? Yeah. I, go first. G- expand on that. What was Is there one major thing in the spring that you were concerned about that has been alleviated, or is that would that fall in the optimism category, or is it something completely different? <sighs> You don't have to go that route if you don't want to. You can just straight up give me your first reason why you are optimistic. Uh, I didn't know if there was like a direct one thing. Like I was concerned about this. Now I'm not. And in fact, now I feel good about that. It's hard. There's there's so many things. I mean, okay. Let me, let's. I'm, I, I got made my little list here. Yes. So let, I'm just going to go first, off my list. So yes. let, we're going to start with optimism. Yes. Right? We're what going am positive. I optimistic about? Um, I'm going to start with. I'm optimistic about a couple positions on defense. So I'll call them all linebackers, but essentially it's the inside and the outside guys, right? So both. We're going to. That's fine. You can say all. So you got Reimer, you got Henrich, and you got. Nelson, who really is, you know, the ultimate warrior as we've, he's known the show. Oh, yeah. He'll be ready to shake the ropes. Tanner has seemingly improved quite a bit. Uh, and then we get this guy uh, in the transfer portal named O'Shawn Mathis. Yeah. And uh, even in the last month, my mindset has even changed because he went from uh, a guy that there was a lot of hype around. Right. Him, but like the first couple practices, I think it was like, I don't know that like he was still trying to figure things out. Right. And I think even over the last few practices, the signs are pointing towards He's figuring them out. Yes. Which means that, like, maybe he'll be, you know, he's not going to be Randy Gregory. I don't think he's ever going to be Randy Gregory, but, like, he might be a real player. Uh, so you got Nelson Tanner, and now this guy is the third. Right. That you can, and you can move him around the defensive line. Though that right there, you got good linebackers. I'm a former linebacker. I really believe good linebackers are the most important thing for a great defense because they set the they set the the front they make the checks right. like they sort of clean up mistakes and i think we're in a great position with our inside and our outside linebackers the, I, I love it i the first thing i wrote down it's along those lines okay but i'm starting to get optimistic that Nebraska, for the first time under Frost and for the first time since 2014, is going to have a pass rush. Yeah. I really think I buy O'Shawn Mathis. And by the way, you listen to and and not that like you listen to him talk. Seems like a guy that totally gets it. Came in with the right attitude. Right attitude. Like yeah. Uh even Frost said in his press conference last a week ago that Mathis's presence has raised everybody else's game a little bit 
for talking well, about Nelson and Tanner and but Butler even the and guys Gunnarsson. like Gunnarsson and Jabari Butler, Butler behind them, like those guys are now trying to push to get on the field. Like, like I feel like we'll get to this more later, but like that type of mentality on a right? team we haven't had for no. So I so for me, my number one reason for optimism is the pa- I think number they're one was pass rush. Pass rush. Ooh. So it's kind of similar. It's it's. Because I didn't necessarily include now Reimer. Reimer's a better ru- like you blitz Reimer. He's not bad. Yeah. But I'm more so just thinking like for the first time in four years yeah. between Garrett Nelson and O'Shawn Mathis, and you could throw Caleb Tanner in there. I really think on like third and seven, like Nebraska's all of a sudden now viable. Yeah, I'm trying. Okay, let's 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 do a little bit of a trip down memory lane here. Who was our defensive ends? Or outside backers their first year. I'm like blanking. Oh, we had uh, Gifford. Gifford. Luke Gifford. So Luke, Luke was then, good. Uh, yeah, Luke was a good player. Luke was good, but I don't remember who else was on the team. Was that like Stoltenberg? Well, remember Nelson, Nelson ended up playing as a true freshman. Right. Um, they just have not had it both. They're, yeah. They're, and Gifford, and like Gifford's, a, like Gifford's a stack linebacker now. Right. And that's more what he's built for. He wasn't really a natural pass rusher. But he's an excellent like player, right? But like we haven't had like a pass rusher. No, that that's so. When you God, I'm trying to pull up. I had these numbers on uh, Nebraska and their and their pass rush, but basically their sack numbers have just no, been they have horrific. Been. And so I just think like when when if you have if if you can get after the passer, it changes everything and. That's what I can't find him, by the way. But they, so to me, the number one thing is like I'm, I am drinking the Mathis Kool Aid. I think Garrett Nelson is going to be like an all conference caliber type of player. See, that's the part that I'm. You're not uh, ready to go that far. Uh, I, I think he's a guy that I mean, because like Nelson to me is like I love him. I mean, he's just an effort guy. He's going to be solid. I think he improved a ton last year. I think he's going to be well improved. I think he's been in some preseason all big yeah. 10 team so um i think he has a chance for it but you know it's also like i said mathis is good it's going to help him so i for think sure. like the whole like mathis thing developing is going to be big because I, I was a little worried when the first week of practice hit where like tanner was still like right in the like you know what they were saying man like tanner's looking as good as matt but like I think Mathis is starting to turn the corner where he's separating now. So that's good. If Mathis can be the guy, Nick, it'll change that whole change everything. So that was, so that's my number one. You you're similar, but a little different. Just like if you're good in the linebackers, which is a good way to put it. Like Garrett Nelson, O'Shawn Mathis, Nick Henrich, Luke Reimer, Caleb Tanner. Like those are five pretty good players. Yeah. And and I'd say optimistic about them first more than the other positions. uh, Just because like, they're my knowns. Like I know what I'm getting from those guys now. Right. And Mathis is kind of known because he played at TCU. I mean, he, so, listen, he led the Big Twelve in sacks two years ago. Yeah, I feel so, pretty, I feel pretty good about that. So, but yeah, that's my like so, number one. Like, okay, optimistic. Um, my second and third ones are doing a lot of assuming. <laughs> See, I mean, okay. <laughs> okay, I guess okay because I think I'm assuming fair, I'm assuming but, my next one too. But at the same, but like I would say the first one, I don't know. There's some known. Like I don't think you're doing a lot of assuming on the first one about. Uh, I mean, I think I don't know. Like when those guys are just named Henrich Reimer, Nelson, Mathis. Like those guys are 
It's not like they've never done anything in uh, no, a game. Assuming, like those guys are good. To players. me, the assuming is like if I've never seen you on the field, be good. Like Nelson had his moments yeah. of being good last right. year. He's a he's going to be like a four year starter. Henrichson and Reimer were good, and Tanner was uh, he was serviceable, and I think he's only going to get better. Right. Okay. So you ready for my two? my last two are doing a lot of assuming. Okay. So yeah. my second one, and I'm just going to read it how I wrote it. Second reason for optimism is special teams won't be awful again. Okay, that's going to be interesting because I think you're probably right. Um, but opt, I cannot be optimistic about special teams okay. until I see them be good. I, I just, we've been so bad for three years that, man, it's like, I got to see it. I got to see us return kicks and punts and actually have a chance. I just feel like, you finally have a full-time dedicated coordinator to it that yeah. is just inherently going to prioritize it, and and that's a thing. Then you have all new specialists. You have all you have a new punter, a new kicker, a new kickoff returner, a new punt returner. Like you're going to have, it, like right now, I think if they would play tomorrow, Anthony Grant's your kickoff returner, Trey Palmer's your punt returner, Brian Bushini is your punter, and Bleak Road is your kicker. Yeah. Like. And then I just think in an, a, a dedicated. I'm not saying they're going to be good. Like, hear me. I'm, they're I'm, just not going to be the worst. They're not going to be terrible. And in all reality, if they were just average on special teams last year, three games. Two, three it's games. probably a two to three game swing. Yeah. So I just think special teams isn't going to be. I, I'll put it this way. I don't think it's necessarily going to be. I'm not picturing this being like special teams is going to go out there and be the reason Nebraska wins. But I don't think. I think you're going to have a, a world where special teams isn't the reason they lost. Okay, the, the good point is that like there's no way to be worse. Like when you're yes. the top, like one of the two or three worst teams in the country, like we should be able to get out of bed and be in the top seventy. Like yes. you should not have to practice and be a top seventy just because you got better play. Like we were criminally bad at kicking the ball in so many ways oh. and returning the ball. Returning right? the ball was. Um, so, like, we should be better. Someone um, had a stat that Santino Panico had more return yards last year. That was the joke. That was the joke. That was the punchline for years. Yes. And now he's laughing somewhere. Right, right. He's, um, who's laughing now? But Santino I, Panico? Santino. Right. Santino's having a good laugh somewhere. But, okay, give me your, give me your number two. You're going you're gonna to question this. Oh, really? So my number two, running back depth seems depth. You're saying depth? Yeah, the running back position, top to bottom, feels so much better than it did uh, in the last three years. I can't argue with that. I can't argue with that. So between Grant, a healthy Irvin, who... Um, yes, uh, Reports from that scrimmage was he looked the best. Gabe Dunn did his thing. Yeah, he okay. looks like he's put on weight, like good weight, and I mean he's making cuts and doing things. But Anthony Grant, him, uh, and then Ramir is sort of like playing that that duck hybrid that Wandale played. So they got Ramir doing, you know, one day with you know uh, doing yeah, right. running back because right, he's a receiver. good he can do both. Yeah, so Ramir. Like so, Ramirez's strength is going to be more passing game, getting him on the edges, right? All those things. Um, and then you got like you got Yant, you got and you got, Yant. and I've heard, 
Uh, the there were some Jay- reports about AJ Allen that were pretty positive. The the freshmen yeah. that have that is so you got AJ Allen and Yant that are going to be like working hard to even try to get a carry, right? And you got you got Anthony Grant and you got Gabe Irvin that are like both looking pretty good. And then like so you got this like situation where it's like it feels like we got some depth. We got some we got some talent competing to get in the field where it was like we couldn't find a person to run the ball hard for three or four years I mean, right it was bad yeah the nick bob podcast is powered by runza you know there are a lot of ways to to greet someone hey hi hello what's up another way is what's popping well here's the thing that greeting has taken on a new meaning now because the answer to what's popping is now runza's new popcorn chicken that's what's popping runza's new popcorn chicken is amazing. Little bite-sized, delicious, all white meat chicken that make any day better immediately. I love them. My wife loves them. My kids cannot get enough. Two-year-old Mac, six-year-old Mava are constantly wanting to get it popping. Great for a snack, great for a meal. Pair them with the best crinkle fries on planet Earth, and you are set. All I got to say is you need to get out to a Runza location nearest you and get it popping. What's so hard to understand about that? Get it popping with Runza's all-new popcorn chicken. Runza makes it all better. It's interesting because I can't argue with... It's funny how you are in this mode of like with special teams. You were like, so bad for so many years, I have to see it before I buy it. You might be right. I'm the same way with the running backs. I'm not going to argue that there are more able-bodied guys, but I am not going... Like, I need to see somebody be because like I guess I'm trying to think of like okay do you have depth but do you just have a bunch of average you guys? Got a like a bunch C of like plus. C plus to B guys okay so that that's probably if you're going to argue my number two optimistic that's a good argument <laughs> <laughs> well honestly I mean listen for no, special teams I am, I just I mean, said the same thing about special teams we really haven't seen Grant, Irvin was a limited Irvin. Remember how, I mean, Irvin was just like, bah. Nebraska takes over at its own two-yard <laughs> line. Hand off Irvin. Like, it was just like. It was like, and there's nothing there again. Irvin, I'm telling you, there wasn't a hole. He didn't have a hole for uh, for I mean, four just, weeks. It was like second down and nine, and all, <laughs> the guard is with the block. Irvin with stuffed McGee, in the back. With back, yeah, with McGee back with in McGee the game. whiffs again. You know, like, <laughs> ball carried Irvin, loss of two on the play, brings up third and 11. Stand up! But that, it just was always so. I felt bad for Irvin. Irvin got robbed any chance to get a yard last year, and then he tore his knee up. Poor Irvin might have been with Culp was getting waiting at the bus stop to go home, oh, and poor Irvin, was dr- there. a car would drive by and just <laughs> soak him. I'm not so sure Gabe Irvin wasn't catching the same bus, getting crushed. I mean, and he, then he gets hurt in the Oklahoma game. But think about this: he was a true freshman. And he started. He started for us. Yeah, I mean, well, what? So that, I know. So, so I'm with you in like the depth of seemingly capable running backs is better than it's ever been. Yeah, R- for- Ramir, who had moments last year of being serviceable, is our currently third string back. Right. That's right. the part I think that I, I feel good about. Like I know what I, I got can't Ramir. argue with that. Which is which is serviceable, maybe not ideal, but like now you're giving him a better role. 
for him. Right. And I just think like for, I can see like when you look at guys, you kind of go, yeah, I can see that. Right. Right. Like if you look at Irvin, you look at Grant and you look at Yant and you go, yeah, 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 yeah. They, yeah. they look at a move, look at their size. Right. Okay. Like you, with running backs, you can kind of get that. Yep. Um, so I'm not going to argue. Yeah. Like I'm with you. It, I just, for some reason am in, I don't, I feel like I have been less knowns. There's less knowns to it. Well, than I, I mean, like. listen, I'm, it's funny how we pick and choose what we're like. I'm all in on Mathis, but not all in on Grant. Uh, I am, I am assuming things are going to go well for special teams, but like running backs, I'm not. So there is something in your head that you pick and choose what you're willing to. But that's it. But that, that's good. That's why we're doing this. It's like, these it's are a, the things yeah. we're seeing. Right. And, but I am just, I am. Now what? Nick, fight it. Why do I always want to do like a girl? I, always, I don't know. How he's do. <laughs> I am that girl that is like, I have had my heart broken too many times. No, I'm not. Like, I, that's how I went to running backs. I've dated a lot of running backs. A lot of them haven't panned out. So, Nick, no, Nick I'm has not a, just going to. Nick has a thing for running backs. <laughs> Let's not talk about it. <laughs> I have, I have gone on many a date with running backs and I have yet, and look, no ring on my finger. Put a so ring on no. Run, put a ring on it, running back. Another running back? <laughs> hey, running back. Forget backs. about running it. Running backs, put a ring on it. Or you get no love from Nick Baugh. Put a ring on it. <laughs> so that's how. That's where I'm at. I, I, there's not a ring on my finger with any running back. Put a ring so, on it, running backs. Come on. Come on now. So, okay. Nick Baugh's not easy. I'm not okay? easy. I I fell in love too quick with a lot of running backs at He's times, and I'm just like I've learned my lesson. Running with that. backs, but it's funny how this is interesting because I mean we have to do a lot of assuming with this stuff because we don't know because it's a brand new team. All right, reason for optimism number three. This is also very, 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 very optimistic. I think that for the first time in the Frost era, and for only the third time since 2009. Nebraska is going to finish the season with a positive turnover margin. The reason I say that is because for as much as you and I at times, we could not quit Adrian Martinez and we defended that guy. That guy, his 45 touchdowns, 30 interceptions, 42 career fumbles. Now, he didn't lose all those fumbles, How but he, fumbles? He, has, he has fumbled 42 times in his career. Like Wow. So... He, so you're talking about a guy that has put the ball in the carpet a ton. Now, he didn't lose all those. It might have been 30. He might have had 30 fumbles in his 42 career. 42 fumbles? Still, it, it is, it's insane how much he has fumbled in his career. And how many? I mean, and he lost. He, he only lost. Somehow he didn't lose every one of them. But you're talking about a guy that was turnover prone. I mean, again, his... His stats, his TD to INT ratio is only, what is that, 1.5 to 1, 45 and 30. 45 and 30 for, okay. Casey Thompson. Now, again, the sample size is dramatically different. So maybe if Casey had played more, yeah. but he's, Casey Thompson is 30 touchdowns, only nine picks. So he's got like a better than 3 to 1 yeah. touchdown to interception ratio. Well, he, so, seem, he seemingly was better in the red zone. Yes. That was important too, I think. So... I think you're just inherently when you're when your quarterback is a better decision maker and more secure with the ball. Yeah, there's that. And then I circle back to the pass rush thing. One of the biggest catalysts to forcing turnovers is rushing the passer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Strip sacks, quick throws, all those things. I think Nebraska's combination of pass rush and better 
quarterback play yeah. is going to lead to a positive a turnover good, margin. That's a good prediction because I, I guess I wasn't even thinking along those lines. But man, yeah, that's that would be... I mean, I think that's one of those you, you go at the end of the season, you go check one stat that would say whether he had a good year or bad, and that would probably be it, right? Well, that's, I mean, it's like that, it's that Dirk Chatlin article. Yeah. Yeah. And I think of, that's. Well, probably... I mean, again, and, and I went through on turnover margin, only two times since 2009 has Nebraska had a positive turnover margin. And it's 2016, and I believe it was 2009. That's it. So, oh, so forty-five touchdowns, thirty picks, and then is that why Nebraskans in general are so um, kind of wired that we like want to just like run the ball and play good defense? Be safe. It's because we saw that work for thirty years, and we've just had a, like a twenty years of like coughing it up a lot. I think there's something about that yeah, I don't, that I, like it's really hard for the long. Uh, for the older Nebraska fans, including ourselves, to like to get away from that because I think we've seen so many like say the, the turnover when the right. turnover mart like ratio flipped and the margin flipped on us. I think it was just really hard to stomach that every. No, year. yeah, it's interesting you say that. Like I think there's something about the brand of football Nebraska saw for so long. It was, but see, the options kind of ris- risky to a certain extent. But it, it was for so long Nebraska. You saw a brand of football that that just didn't turn it over, and then all of a sudden it just feels like for 20 years it's just been a turnover fest. Yeah. And there's maybe an element of, like, uh, I don't... A you know, lot of I, it's just, like, like, getting sacked in the pocket, like, bad, like, a bad pass, like, a lot of that where right. it's... Yeah, that's tough, man. That's tough. Well, um, hold on. Okay, I was... I got to correct myself. So it was 45-30, touchdown-interception ratio. Ratio, but I thought I don't know where I got the number forty-two. I must have pulled that out of my, you know what? But it was so. Martinez, that reading from the story here, was a fumbling machine. The NCAA record for lost fumbles is twenty-one. Martinez has twenty-eight career fumbles. Sixteen of those were lost. Okay, twenty-eight. Yeah, forty-two. I was like, wow, that's a lot. I don't know where I had forty-two. Something with forty-two with him that was in my head. Sixteen lost though. But, here, but, he, but he fumbled 28 times. Here's what I'll say about Martinez, which is like he did so many things good and was such a good kid. Good, he was a good guy. But his timing, I mean, like he could have been a Hollywood actor with his oh. timing because he had a, a sense for the dramatic and not in a good way. He had a, like a timing of like now's the time to make the bad play. Unfortunately, he just that was part of his M.O., he had a timing thing that, like, I mean... The back-breaking mistake when it can't happen, he was the guy that usually yeah, he had found, that happen. He found a way to miss a throw, cough it up, you know, just, you know... Right. Between the, the you know, the just oh, a few of those little things, it's just like it, it did so many other things good, too. That's what's what's hard with him is, like, I, I like him to have nothing but love for the kid, but, man, just, like... It was just a rough. See, now, now it was I'm, just a rough go about it for four years. Now I'm looking at a different. See, I knew it. Okay, so this is now a different story. As I'm just apparently, this is great journalism here. This is saying in 38. Hi, who are you? Game, what are you doing? Yeah, hi, hi, who are you? What are you? Who? Do what your right homework. So Martinez has thrown 30 interceptions, like I said, and has fumbled the ball 42 times, according to Pro Football Focus. 
So again, according to this, he has fumbled the ball 42 times, but didn't lose all of them. So yeah. whatever, whatever it is, we know what we saw, and we he was a turnover guy. So and I just think Casey Thompson, he turns 24 in October. He's an yeah. older guy. I think he's sharper with the ball. And so, and then I think Nebraska's going to be able to force more turnovers because of the pass rush. So that's my third reason for optimism. Gotcha. Okay. Now I think that's a great. I I think that's a good like special teams and turnovers and turnovers. For those things to be better is probably like it's more likely. I just don't even think Nebraska has to get that much better in totality. But if they get to where they're just average at special teams and and not take care of the ball, take care of the ball a little bit, I think that naturally is going to lend itself to a better season. Yeah. What do you got for number three? So interesting one. Um, I because there's been changes, but I also think the changes have been good. So I actually wrote down culture, I, and I this we were talking about this a little bit earlier. I, I find it very interesting when you hear these guys from TCU and and Alabama and whatever come here, and it's like, oh, we've never worked so hard, right? And they got great, like you know, like I think they've said the, the better leaders now than we've had Nelson yep. Henrich. Um, you know, these Volkalek, guys. I think is is on the offensive end is is a leader. Who's that? Volkalek. Oh, that. I Volkalek. <laughs> I lead you. I tell you what to do, and I also show it. I show you. I Volkalek. Lead by example. You you want me to show you how to do it? I will. Let me show you how to make hat out of Russian Wolverine. Is that what you mean by example? I don't know. I clean, <laughs> I clean gun, I kill bear, I stuff bear, I do it all. I'm the total package. By example. I, by example. <laughs> but no, so I think Vokalek. Vokalek's Vokalek on the offensive end. And then, like, I think some of the transfer guys, uh, it sounds like Palmer's had a, a, a good influence there. But, um, yeah, I just think we got we got leaders. And I, I, I do think that, Bringing in Mickey Joseph has been and Applewhite, those guys have been good culture guys yes. for the team. Like in a weird way, like you need players. Obviously, you want players to take the lead, but sometimes, like this situation, these coaches are bringing huge influence uh, in my mind to to a couple position groups that were sort of lacking. Uh, they were lacking yeah. that kind of yeah. leadership. Um, where you hear things like the running backs are trying to play special teams, like. Ramir trying to play the center spot on kick return, which I tried to play. It's hard. And yeah. like in coach Bush was talking about like, Hey, that's, this is, this is a promotion. The best guy plays here. Like that's a tough spot, right? Yeah. That's one of the hardest things to do. But like, even the fact that like those guys at receiver and running back are trying to play special teams. It's like, that's interesting. Dude, that's what you're supposed to be doing. Cause those are some of our better athletes. Like, if every one of your position groups is trying to get on the field for special teams, do you think your special teams are going to get better? I think so. Now maybe that add that to my number two and special teams won't be awful. Just uh, that little where, anecdote. Yeah. yeah. So, no, but that's interesting. Like the 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 infusion of and again, I like out Ryan Held, who's currently watching Top Gun and Top Gun Maverick. He's been he's in watching the theater Bulls. watching Maverick. <laughs> I, oh, I got a he he had a tweet. Oh. <laughs> he had a tweet. <laughs> He had a tweet. I got a Oh, Nick, it. let me just tell you something. He didn't miss that one. <laughs> He's been, no, he had a tweet, been. though. He had a tweet about starting about, about starting practice 
because uh, he, he's at like North Alabama, I believe. His his GIF that he posted, it might have been. I'm pretty sure it was Rocky and over the t- or Sylvester Stallone and over the top. Oh, and it's just yeah. like it's great, but it's just like never change, Ryan Held. Don't you are change. my favorite we person in the Ryan world. In, I mean, we were sad to see him. Well, go. no, he had he had Braveheart. He has first day at camp today. Mel Gibson, Braveheart. He had, I know we had another, I, I'm almost positive he, he had, had a, another he had a, Top Gun. He had, an, he had another reference to it that was fantastic. But you you infuse Applewhite and Mickey with those guys is going to probably make a difference. You know, those are typically your most athletic, fastest. I know. And, and There's they, a lot of them. And, and I mean, like, Applewhite brings in the guy from TCU and he gets Anthony Grant. Uh, I mean, those, uh, and then Mickey brings in like, oh, shoot, he brings a in a couple. He brought he in, in he, so he brings in the Palmer, he brings in Palmer the and I'm drink. I mean, Palmer, I am like, put a ring on it, Palmer. He's you not, get yeah. on one knee tray <laughs> and I'll do the rest. The running backs, <laughs> the running backs got work to do because Trey Palmer's, he's in a good position with Iqbal. Let me just say that. Let's just say I would give Trey Palmer a roast right now and we were on The Bachelor for Nebraska football. What's, I haven't seen this show, but it's called Love Island. <laughs> My sister talks about it all the time. I don't know what it is, but if you put You better not go on Love Island with, with Trey, Trey Palmer. Man. I'm going to just, I'm leaving with Trey. But uh, shout out to Kim Rude and Love Island. Yeah, shout out <laughs> to Kim Rude, Bo's little sister. But so Trey Palmer, Garcia Castaneda, Marcus Washington, um, like just those three guys alone, those three guys might be. I mean, Trey Palmer's like, but that's the deal. Mick, and that's Mickey, and that's Mickey, and but Mickey's attitude is was much needed. I think definitely. I mean, uh, on the offensive side of the ball, like get some receivers with some attitudes. Yeah, I know, like that. Get some toughness. I Same like way that. with so, the running, the running backs doing you. special teams that that Bite into the culture. Exciting. So I went with culture. As okay, three. okay, wow. And then the new coaches, Whipple. I mean, I think that brings a different element of culture. That's like. Get an old guy on the staff, bring a little stability, a little wisdom. Right. Freeze up Frost to look at things differently. That's all culture. Right. I mean, that stuff is. I like that. That's a different way to look at it. But, like, I think it all, I like what I'm seeing. Okay. I hate. So, when we go, now we're going to three reasons for concern. I, I agree with everything you said, but I'm not so sure my first concern doesn't run counter to that. No, th- because I got a counter to your counter. Okay. Look at you. We're just countering each we're other counters. here. We're right. Counters. Uh, my first concern was meshing all of the new. Okay. And that's a very broad thing that's hard to sink your teeth into it. But I'm talking about both tangible playbook, assignments, figuring all that stuff out. Like, that takes time. Mm-hmm. And then also the, the intangible factor of just getting everybody to come together and really... Like, it makes a difference. Frost said it at Big Ten Media Days. He's like, we got the talent. Now we got to become a team, yeah. and that matters. And so, let me ask you: Are you worried about the the like? Are you worried about Whipple's offense? Like, what when you say like meshing? Is it more coaches or is it more players? I think it is more. It's the it's just it's. I just I'm I'm looking at it in a very maybe an oversimplified way, like. And I'd imagine it would be the same. Like your your second or third year in a system, you are just so much inherently better yeah. in that system than you were in the first year. And it's just it's new for yeah. everybody. And this is probably more of an offensive thing. It's like I buy into Whipple as a coordinator scheme. 
play call, all those things. Like his track record speaks for itself. I buy into you know the quarterbacks being capable. I buy into that some of these skill guys are are capable. It's just getting it all to click right away is hard. So I don't know if that fully answers your question. I'm just. Well, it's just a lot of it's just a lot of change, and it's all got to hit the ground running right away. So, uh, just thinking about this now that you said it. So defensively, there's no change. No, none. That that's stable. Uh, offense is big change, right? We got Whipple, we got Mickey, we got Applewhite. Um. You're gonna have, and it got Rayola on yes, the line. Yes, and you got right? a new line, and so it's like all those guys got to get on the same page. Frost really is—he's turning over a lot of the play calling. So Frost's in a new position. That's change. Um, now the one thing I'll say is it sounds like I don't think the terminology has changed okay. that much. Which, to your point, that's what I started thinking about. Is like I think on that part when they talk about meshing things, I think they are. My guess is they're going to try to keep some of the same terminology. Which will help, I think. So why do I, I always think all of Whipple's terminology things are like we're going to call this? <laughs> we're, 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 I feel like all of his references are from like super. I act like Whipple's like coached with like. Oh, all right, guys, when we call buttgus, <laughs> that means we're shifting the tight end over. Like it's some. It's like we did it every time we played buttkiss. Buttkiss <laughs> would get in the a gap, and we'd say, "Whoa, Nelly, now Whipple sees it." I thought, it you, I thought you were going to say everything started with a hua. Like, we're going to run west, west. Now, may I ask why? And it's going to have a win and a hua. No, I, for some reason, my thing is like Whipple, <laughs> Whipple, all of his things are like. What's the oldest formation? Like the triple wing or the, what was the old, like, 1910 formation? Yeah, the, the wing T. Yeah, the, the wing I mean, T. Like, when I say Ray Guy. Hey, Casey, when I say Ray Guy, that means be careful. We want to kick it. All right, like it's all like I'm thinking all this player references are like who, what? I just sorry, but you ever but, heard of Ray Nitschke? <laughs> well, let me just tell you something. I think about him every night in my sleep, and I'm scared to death of him. So we're not going to run that play now. Trey Palmer, when I call Lynn Swan, <laughs> that means you got one-on-one coverage. So when I yell Lynn, <laughs> Lynn, I just feel like it's like, huh? Make it Jamar Chase or oh. no? Okay, sorry. Uh, no, but the term like. I, I hijacked the terminology <laughs> thing. I just, in my mind, I don't know why my mind act like Whipple's like, I'm 89 years old. And, uh, well, I mean, he, he's he been coaching, you know. like He's, he's not at all. Yeah, I mean, he's been coaching the pros. And the, yeah. I love whenever I see him do media. He just is like, he don't play games. Like, all like the little like gotcha stuff. He's like, okay, come on. But see, like, I think he's, I like so, that. Like, he's so good for, this was like a fairly young staff. Like, it, they right. came in like, I mean, Frost, was he even 40 when he came in? Maybe like he was like 40, Mate, 40-ish. Uh, 40-ish. And so like, Whipple brings that like old school. Yes, that you need like, I yeah. think that's so, that would be so good for Frost to have him sort of like, he can command things on, on the offense. Frost can pepper in what he, you know, because Frost has some real ability with calling plays, but right. letting go of that, seeing the big picture and be, being able to pepper in that might be better for the whole, right? Right. So I think it's just a matter of like, like, you know, is, is Whipple gonna find a groove? Is he gonna have a good year calling things? Is he gonna be able to get through the like teach these things to the quarterbacks? I think that's the part, uh, you know, that I just I, I would be interested to see. I just worry about like just in general. Like I'm excited about all these new and on paper every new. It's like, do you like Mickey Joseph? I do. Do you like? 
uh, Casey Thompson, I do. Do you like, you know, you go down, but it's just the chances of all those things working are just like, it's hard. It's, it's just hard to do. Okay, but, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to your... throw you a curveball with my number. So this is my first concern. Um, pass rush. You're, you're out on the pass rush. The quarterback. You know what? It's. Did I have the second I, one? You, no. I was going to end with that question to you. I was going to end to you like, are you? Are we sure Casey Thompson's good? Uh, here's my thing. I think Casey Thompson, I, I watched. I think he's going to be smart because I don't want to be a hypocrite. Like, and I talk about that positive turnover margin. I think he's one of those guys, like, I think he's going to be s- like sound and smart oh. and steady. I just don't know. I don't know. I really don't. So, so my concern isn't like, is Casey Thompson a good or bad player? I think he's a good player. Like, I watched his games against the Red Colorado River rivalry. Yeah. And then against Oklahoma. Like, if you watch those two games alone, you go, okay, that's what he can. He can beat Oklahoma. He right. scored, you know, like he he did well enough to beat Oklahoma. But the question is, is like with this team, uh, with this line and with this talent and this offense, can he control a game and win us ball game? Like, I don't know yet. I don't know. I've never totally seen fair. him. Totally fair. In a Nebraska uniform on this offense, like who are you on this team? Like he is, he's, it's a limited sample size and it's, it's the position. It's the most important position yes. in football by a long shot. And this guy, I haven't seen him take a snap for Nebraska. So I'm like, ooh. Totally fair. I'm it's funny. Concerned. I wrote it down because I'm like, I don't, because I'm more so like, I think he's going to be, he's good enough to not lose it for you. But is he good enough to go win you games? I and would, maybe they don't need it. Maybe I would it, take the the the, the, fir, the see, first. See, I think thing. he is going to be good enough to like. I think he's going to be smart enough and steady yeah. enough and experienced enough and old enough to like keep keep you on the road. And that and that's what I hope. It, like and not driving has him doing is like like you know like the times we need to just like control things we could control it when we can take a chance like take a chance right. but like control it. Don't give the ball back to him. Like that's what I hope will okay. happen. But like you just totally never valid. Know totally valid. The guy you've never seen play. I'm just like okay. totally valid. I know, and so, it sounds like because I'm I'm vibing with you. It sounds like I'm being hypocritical with my positive turnover margin thing. I just think like I hope I laid that out. That's okay, defense that, like, too. That's that, defense that's a combination of defense it, and, and just you're cold. removing a turnover prone quarterback. And that's also Martinez. the coordinator. That's that's Whipple. As much as it is also going to be, it's Whipple and it's Thompson are going to be together in this. Like, okay, here are the plays we're calling. Here's the attitude we're taking. Like, are we about protecting the ball? It seems like they are. Twenty four year old quarterback who's played like. It, signs point to like they should do that right the dick bob podcast is brought to you by pella windows and doors and i want to talk to you guys about energy efficiency and if you go into pella's website right now you look at it and how about this one two three four five different types of windows or doors by pella won the energy star 2020 most energy efficient award that's big time stuff right there and they achieved that in a couple of waves they got insulated glass, which slows the heat transfer, keeping your home at a more comfortable temperature. They got types of low E glass, which is a glass coating that has been optimized for your climate. They got triple pane glass, which you can upgrade to for increased insulating airspace. And within all of that, one of the keys is proper installation, which is key for window and doors to perform at their best. And you know the Pella experts are excellent 
at that. Bottom line, energy efficiency matters in making your home more comfortable, and Pella windows and doors are at the top of the line when it comes to energy efficiency. Check them out online, PellaOmaha.com. That's PellaOmaha.com. Okay, because I'll just skip to the question I was going to end with you. Okay. Which picture do you like more? Or or your you have two doors you can go in. And this is tough because you already know what one door, what was inside of it to a certain extent. Do you like door number one that is Adrian Martinez, Mario Verduzco, and Scott Frost? Or do you prefer door number two that is Casey Thompson, Chubby, Chubba Purdy, and Mark Whipple? Which situation... I know the outcome of the one. The one. So, so, so is it? Will, I'll take this one. So you'll the, take because you don't because you might open that upside. door and it's like what's what could be worse? <laughs> three games. I mean, I know what they got us. Like. We got three. That's games. That's right. So maybe that's not a right way to phrase it. I'm just no, trying to like the right, the right way is like because I'm not trying to not, get like yeah. I don't want the answer to be like well that door number one sucks so I'll always take door number two. Well, we know Adrian's a pretty good player and like like the I'm problem just is, get, is like. There's no chance for Adrian this year to come here to Nebraska on our team. And like, if he was, if it was like Thompson or, or Adrian this year, uh, we'd have a real question in our hands probably. Right. But like the fact is like Adrian won three games last year at, in his fourth year. I don't need to know anymore. Right. Let me see what Thompson. Can okay. Do. Okay. Cause that's, but, but what I'm trying to get at is like, as much as I'm sitting here getting optimistic about things, there are times I'm like, is, are we totally sure? The quarterback's going to be really good? No, no, we're not. That's why it's my number one concern. It is my number one concern. But I, I don't think he's a bad player. I think he's a good player. That's what's player. weird. You would think, of like, oh, you think he stinks? I'm like, no. But my concern is, can he run this team? Can he be the guy on this team? Okay. Nick, he's new. Yeah. Like, I new guys don't automatically get the... I like they it. They don't get I it. I like where your head's at with that. Then my, my last two are pretty boring, but I think you just like, I don't know how you don't start there. The second concern is just the offensive line. Okay. I'll go. I'll, we'll talk about it. Cause it's my third. So we'll, we'll just yeah. combine. Okay. I mean, it just, it's you, you lose, you lose, uh, you lost, obviously a Doyle, you lose um, Doyle rules. A Doyle rules. He's just given somebody a wedgie in the Eagles. Locker it's amazing room right now. though. Like <laughs> it's amazing how much his stock has gone up. Post his career at Nebraska Post now, like the way people talk about him, I, I want to be like, you remember how everybody hated him? I wanted, to, I again, we've talked about this. I thought he should have been benched when he couldn't snap the ball accurately. But, but now, doing, right now, I'm like, Psh. Jeff Saturday. The, I know. I mean, like, like it's or crazy. Cam Jurgens. I will take Cam Jurgens. I think we all like we have a fetish for like if you get drafted high and you're like a kind of a freakazoid athlete right. at the combine. Nebraska fans are like. Oh, we're very proud. Of we're very you. proud of what you've done. But I think okay, you lose Jurgens, you lose Newelli, who is out for the year with with that positive drug test, whatever that was. I'm not totally sure what happened there. Um, was he on the Ivan Drago? I don't know what he was. Yeah, he was he was <laughs> he was with Drago in Russia, just doing leg extensions. <laughs> so have we talked about that? Like his training made no sense. He didn't box. He didn't Neither person box. boxed they, in their training. Now Rocky Rocky got under a rope. They didn't would, box. Rocky's whole game plan was duck. Uppercut, duck, uppercut. He's lifting a yoke, like a, a wagon yoke. <laughs> That's what I, I So he did that. Yoke. He did, uh, he climbed, he climbed, climbed a mountain, mountain. Pulled the sled. Pulled the sled. Not boxing And then Drago training. ran laps, did leg extensions. Punched a machine. Punched a machine, and scientists wrote down <laughs> numbers, and then he would just get, he would get, he would just get juiced up. Okay, but I actually, 
this is this is where maybe Drago had it figured out. Rocky was probably juicing. I mean, Sylvester was for sure juicing, right? <laughs> but like, if you watch the uh, thirty for thirty on uh, Ben Johnson and Carl Lewis, where yeah. they talk about Ben Johnson, you know, juiced yes. and won the hundred meter dash in nineteen eighty eight, I think, yep. won the gold, but he got stripped. He was telling them about like how good steroids are. Essentially, like Carl Lewis is training his ass off in America doing things. Ben Johnson has like, uh, kind of tweaked his hammy. So he goes down the islands. He drinks beer and lays on the beach for 30 days before the Olympics. And he's shooting up juice and he goes and sets Wins the world it. record. Wow. It's fastest humans ever run. And all he did was take steroids. So maybe, so maybe Drago, all he needed to do, all he needed was to take steroids. And yeah. He'd just be a monster. But, but Rocky had more heart. Right. <laughs> And if you can change, and I, I can, can change. change. We can change. I mean, Russia was all in on Rocky after that fight. Which maybe is just, we need to send Rocky's yeah. ass back to Russia. <laughs> Bring us together. What's again. going on with all this stuff? You know, you I don't know. know. I don't know. Hey, 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 what are you doing? Huh? I don't you know what happened change. in Crimea. Look, I change? I don't know what happened in Crimea. <laughs> all I know is you can change. All I know is you can change. I can change. You know, I got Adrian. She was, you know, she didn't know nothing about me. I didn't know nothing about her. You know, Putin like, stands yeah. up, starts clapping. <laughs> but no, okay. So the O line. Okay, that was Nerland's Noelle tangent. Sorry. Um, but I'm concerned about the O line. I'm not. I'm not anti Donovan Raiola, but I think his sample size as a coach. I need to believe it. I need to see it before I believe it on him for sure being like, you know, awesome. I just think the O-line's a big concern. O-line is, like I said, they were my one of my concerns. Uh, perhaps could be him back. Teddy P doing his thing. Yeah, Teddy I Pendergrass mean, down. Teddy, Teddy Peno ass down. Teddy Peno ass down. <laughs> such a good name. Oh, God. Teddy P. Teddy P. What's the P stand for? Pino it stands for Peno ass down. <laughs> Teddy hey, what's up? Teddy I hope he shakes hands with the defensive end for Northwestern. Say, what's up? I'm Teddy P. And the defensive end says, what's the P stand for? And he says, pin your ass down. Pin and then they get down. in a three-point stance and it's on. Pancake. Teddy Pancake. Teddy P. Uh, that's better. Do we like Teddy Pancake or Teddy Pin your ass down? I think Teddy Pin your ass down is better. Just because it's more ridiculous. <laughs> Teddy Pin. Teddy Pin your ass down. I'm all in on Teddy Pena. We should, we should like uh, do something. Where we do like you know like just another love TKO. And just every time he gets a pancake, we just <laughs> we need to listen to more Teddy Pendergrass before oh, the season. I mean, the younger oh, listeners might have like, no idea. Teddy Pendergrass, Teddy Pena ass down. Um, but so te- so Teddy being healthy <laughs> is huge. Huge, yes. Um, but see the rest of the line. I think we're like a lot of we're I mean, we're maybe one deep. That's the that's right. the part that I go. And they weren't good last year. No, I mean Ted Teddy's I think gonna be our yeah. best guy. Corcoran gets a lot of like Corcoran. I think has a lot of ability. I think there's been you know he was like a he was, he was a highly a, yeah highly touted. Seems like he's kind of always nicked up though. But I do like if he can be a guard next to Teddy. I always love it when you have like one side of the line that's oh, yeah. really good. Uh, like I was reading a, a book about the the seventies Raiders, and you're like, <laughs> but like Art Shell, Gene Upshaw. That's one side of the line. Like if all else fails, you just run at that side. Yeah, and I, like it, the the Patriots used to do that. The two best would be on the left side, and it like 
guess what? Off tackle left. If it's a ha- guy, they're always good. Like they let you know it's coming. Right. But you could run the one play behind those guys. I kind of like like that philosophy of like. Just put two, put your two best guys on one side, yeah. and let's ride. I, it's like something I, I, I feel like I grew up with. Even our friends, we had you know, like, like yeah. old, put old Molly in love. We're running yeah. behind him, like yeah. that. That's how <laughs> I believe in that, and so I like the fact that if Corcoran's our second best lineman, having him a guard, I kind of okay. like that. Right. The but nevertheless, is, concerned. Concerned because the right who's on the right side. Yeah, with McGee and with his McGee brother. And- <laughs> whoopsies. <laughs> Whipping whoopsies. Whipping whoopsies. Whips and whoopsies on the right side. Teddy pen your ass down and turn well, it corker. It sounds like, uh, what's his name? Uh, Brant. Uh, Brant Banks? Brock Bando? There's a couple BBs in there. <laughs> right now, Bryce Binhart. Bryce Binhart. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That, There's that is, three of them. That is weird. The B- Okay, so let's call the BB the brothers BBs. on the right Greg side. Greg Austin was like, I found it. You have to find initials of BB. The BBs are all on the right side. We're going side. all in on BBs. Okay, so these BBs on the right side, that's the issue that I'm... <laughs> I don't... I just don't know what we got. These three BBs, I don't know what we got. <laughs> the BBs. Brock Bando, Brant Banks, Bryce Bryce Benhart. Benhart. <laughs> the BBs... I know what we got. Oh. They got BBs. I don't know anything else about them other than I go, oh, what do we man, got? Man, is that funny. What do we got? Oh, wow. All right, that's so stupid. But and then like... Hickson's p- replacing O'Doyle. <laughs> <laughs> O'Doyle's giving him a telepathic wedgie right now. He's just thinking about it. He's like. Dixon opens his locker day one of camp, just like manure falls out of it. And it's just Doyle a- rules. Just a little tag hanging saying, oh, Doyle rules. Okay. And the third and final concern. <laughs> I put the, I, I actually put the ability to stop the run. Ooh. Okay. So well, let's talk. The about interior that. guys. Then Stephen King thinner with Ooh. the depth there. Ooh. I mean, you lose, you lose Ooh. snacks. You lose, we've been over this, Ben Stilly. You lose Casey Rogers. I like Stefan Wynn. Uh, I don't want to, again, it's funny the guys that you'll assume and you won't. Um, Devin Drew just got here. I don't know if Devin Drew was like, you know, he walked from Lubbock. Or Camp starts in August. Oh, I'm my God. I need to leave. What's map? What's Google Maps say? Oh. I got to leave. I got to leave July 5th. You know, sometimes when, when you Google map it, it's like train, car. He it was accidentally on walk. And he's like, I better go. You know, there's a lots of those little dots. He just followed the dots. Oh, my God. Well, seriously, like, I, I don't understand. Uh, I, I, here, you want to here's going to be sad, okay? <laughs> If you miss the first two weeks of camp, I just assume you're not playing during the year. That's my rule. Well, that's right. I don't I, think you're coming. I don't you would know here. better than I would, but to me, I'm like, why, how are you not here? What's I going on? I think it was a school thing. I think it was like he didn't have his credits done. 
Okay. And here's so my thing, though. Like, I kind of that's kind of drives me crazy, to be honest with you. <laughs> walking directions are not even. I just typed in <laughs> Lubbock to Lincoln. Walking directions are not even available. <laughs> well, so you probably have to cross that. a desert. Like, yeah, the, it's not good. Um, the West, yeah, West Texas. But I'm nervous. I'm nervous about the rush defensive number. The rush D numbers have not been great, and I think it's just like when you're not good, like. Well, they I always get, view stopping the run. Yeah, they're they're not out. very de- they're, the depth isn't there, and like I just worry at like right, right in the interior, right on the nose. Like I don't know how good they're gonna be. Well, so th- but what's hard is I know like Henrich and Reimer, I think are sure tacklers. Yeah, yeah. But so I'm just I'm worried like Minnesota and Iowa and Wisconsin and Purdue. These teams are just gonna ram it right down. So the 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 Nebraska's trend throw. the trend in college football now is. Like, you don't really need to rotate linebackers as much inside. So, like, they'll get Reimer and 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 Henrich a little. Like, maybe they'll they'll rotate one guy right. in here and there, and and that's a that's a goal that, to to keep guys fresh. Same with the outside guys, three guys that can rotate, stay fresh. The D in like if you're a true D lineman, uh, they want you rotating. Like they right. want they want like th- those interior guys. Like they want at least two guys, you know, rotating yes. and maybe more like, maybe it's almost like, like, like if it's a four man line, you'd want eight to 10 almost. That right. Makes sense. If it's yeah. a three man, like the, we kind of have like two interior, two outside line, but basically everybody needs a backup and maybe one or two more for the inside guys, because those dudes get more tired. You want them fresh. And right now we got Ty Robinson, who's going to be good. I think he'll be, he's a, like, Feel good there. He's, That's what Ty being there makes that didn't make my yes. concernless. It sounds like Feist, yes. the Polar Bear, and then any of these two. Stefan Wynn, who's just like that's a great name. Stefan Wynn, like glides in like he's an R and B singer. But Stefan Wynn and Devin Drew, when he gets here, from <laughs> Devin Lubbock, Drew is walking. He's currently he's gonna be in Tulsa. So thirsty. He's in Tulsa, Oklahoma. He'd be like water, water. Walk here. I'm just north of Tulsa. But you're right. Like, if I couldn't believe, I didn't know. If you're not here for the start of camp, it's just like, well, no, maybe D line. He's here now. So I think. Help me understand. Whenever I hear people are like, he's got to learn the playbook, it's like, I mean, D line, you're just like, I mean, I feel like he's, that position's kind of like. played too. So he's here's played. play number one. When but, they snap it, engage the guy in front of you. But here, here's the problem, right? I'm, so in the end, you still got to, like, okay. Here's the call. Well, what's your gap? Right. Or like, and what's the check? Like if they have a call, like, so sometimes the linebacker give you a check. Okay. Now you slant in like, and you've got to like, just get used to that and do it fast. Like it just, it's one more thing. When you miss the first two weeks of camp, you kind of miss all the, like we're the doing install. And right. Doing right. And now they're just like practicing and he's going to get in there and well, first not of all, know like, what he's doing. Right. So then he gets less reps and he's going to be. You wonder about right. how good a football shape he's in, and then the men. So it's just, I'm just, I am really color me concerned about just like the interior dudes. I think that's very fair. Uh, Ty Robinson being healthy, uh, and the fact that it sounds like you know, Feist, I think Feist and the Polar Bear are going to be the serviceable guys to go alongside him. Then they and need Stefan or Cal Wynn need to come in there and do it. Yes. I mean, he nope. needs to. One of those two needs to come in and be the fourth guy or potentially be another starter. Right. Like that that's really would be nice if, if Wynn was good enough to start. And then Drew, if he could pass rush, they're going to need an interior right. guy pass rushing with Robinson on third down. So. What, what's your 
third concern then? Uh-oh. Wide receivers. Wow. You know what? Outside of my my fiance Trey Palmer, it's hard to argue. Like are you And I'm, I guess elaborate. Basically, it sounds like it's Trey Palmer and I don't know who else they think is good. Yeah. I mean, Omar Manning has some skills, but like Omar Manning has, you know, he can it's it's kind of documented. He's kind of got been dealing with some mental yeah. health stuff. He's not always at practice. I, I think that's always going to be a little bit of like a, a work in progress. Well, I think you saw like when it he made some plays, you go whoa, and then he makes some plays. I just don't think he's a dominant receiver. Right. Like to be a great receiver, I was just watching this thing on Jared Wright. I mean, like to be a guy that's so good. Like those are they're obsessive yes. about running routes. Like it's another level. And like I think we're we underestimate how good Torrey was. Like yeah, I'm hoping maybe, maybe I'm I'm hoping Palmer can be Torrey and then anybody else can be like a, a compliment. Last year it was like Cuz Torrey's kind of made some noise like he's with the Packers, I believe. I think he's going to make that team. Yeah. So A-Rod or A-Rod A-Rod kind of likes him some Torrey, you know? Yeah, I mean what uh so I, I, my concern is... It's hard is, to argue with that. I mean... I don't know what Palmer is as a number one guy. I don't even know what that is. That's why I'm concerned. Like, all signs point that he's good. I mean, all I'm signs. engaged to him, so... Do you... Hey, put a ring on the Palmer. Put a ring on it. Uh, <laughs> but, then, but then, you know, okay, if you had to give your top... Excluding, like, X, Z, Y, L... Like, just give me your top... If Who are the best... Rece- Trey Palmer won. I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I mean, it sounds like Trey Palmer... And then you got Omar, you got Isaiah Garcia, Garcia Castaneda. Castaneda, Oliver Martin, the poor, the chimney. He went to Chimney, chimney Rock. He he went to Chimney Rock in the, the middle chi- of the season. He walked to Chimney <laughs> Rock in the middle of the season. He was he in a milk carton last year? He it. went on a milk carton, and then I think we said carton. he went to Chimney Rock. Yeah, that was it. He was in a milk carton last year. <laughs> he was oh. like Josh Baskin, big. Thanks. Where'd he go? No one knows. Uh, he wished he could go to Oliver Martin. <laughs> wished he could go to Jimmy Rock, and he, trans, he transformed there. But okay. I still haven't seen one clip of him since he's been. I mean, since that day. So he, I don't know. I don't Is know. But, okay, so but then, but like Marcus Washington was at Texas. Marcus he's got a little Washington, bit of chemistry with with Casey Thompson. There's a little bit of security blanket. Game. That's his like binky for a wide receiver. Yeah, and then it's like go to guys, your binky. Go to your binky, and then you got who? You got Brody Belt. You got. You got Alante Brown. And then Crawford, is he? I never count on freshmen to ever play. Yeah. And then you got the guy from last year that I thought they like showed signs was that Camonte Grimes. Yep. I haven't heard anything I've heard about good him. things. Frost has praised Alante Brown's uh, Alante Brown, leadership. Yeah. I always – leadership's good, but they only talk about leadership and not like your play. It's like, well, okay, well, we it's need like, him to play. He's a great too. guy. God, he's a great guy. Yeah, he's a, the best guy. It's like, can he play? It's like, no. No, gosh, no. <laughs> we actually got him over there working the towels right now. But yeah, he's towels and Gatorade right now. But he's the best. He's the no. Not uh, with you. I mean, I think like, I think he's making jumps. He was a former running back actually in high right. in high school. So I think part of him is just you know becoming right. a receiver. But Nick, we need somebody with Palmer to be good. Yeah, those that's a good then one. Because and then you got Ramirez playing the, a little bit of that in between spot, but really it's like Volkolex got to stay healthy. Um, sounds it, like Fedoni's out. Sounds like yeah, uh, we need really. Volkolex stay healthy, and we need one other receiver to be a guy. Yeah, the receivers. I, I if I had to do it over again, I'd probably throw receivers in there. 
But Mick, I think Mickey's done a good job with him. I think they. But you're right, and and, and but if Mickey's gonna if or Mickey if Whipple's gonna want to air it out a little bit, he throws. He likes yeah, he wants, and it's like you better have you know you you better have guys that are good. I mean, is let's. I mean, I think the wild card is like, is this Marcus Washington the real? Because I mean, he's a high, a big time recruit. Um, and his stats at Texas were. Yeah. I mean. Last year, he had 18 catches, 277 yards, and two touchdowns. 18 catches? I mean, that's pretty good. I mean, he he's... And he's going to have chemistry with they're, they're Casey gonna Thompson. It. They're going to know each other. But, like, the first two years, three catches, 33 yards. Second year, four catches, 56 yards. And last year, 18 for 277. So, so no, I mean, that's it's totally it's totally legit. I think the, the wide receivers, it is. You don't know. And I'm doing a lot of assuming with Trey Palmer. I mean, I'm acting like dude's going to be like Chris Olave, Smith and but Jigba. But like, when you hear the they room, like, wish they were as good as Trey <laughs> yeah. Palmer. It's wish. the wish factor. I wish they were. I wish I was Trey Palmer. But I don't. I don't know. I don't know. All, but all you gotta do is listen. Like, woof, that guy. Like, if they're doing it in practice, which because you hear that about Trey Palmer. That's why I go okay. I'll. I'm willing to take the assumption this guy can play because you hear him playing. Right. The guys that I don't hear about as being like this dude's balling it, like Nebraska, the secrets get out. Right? Yeah, if you you're don't hear. Balling, you're right. You don't hear about anybody else other than Palmer. Nick, I feel if like you're Palmer's balling, out there, like it's not like you're like, like you know, it's like yeah. Hey, Garcia Castaneda is balling. He's but, the next Randy Moss. Don't tell right, anybody. Right, right, right. Like it's not like that. It will get out. Like if you're balling, we'll find out. Now the question is like, has the has the whole room elevated where it's like we got a bunch of serviceable guys? Great. But I'm just saying, like, if I don't hear about you right now, I'm concerned. So you're it's funny, you're so your concerns were O line, quarterback, wide receiver. Yes. And it's not that there's not good players there. It's just like, man, they're they are what caused us QB and O line last year, you could probably say. Yeah. And special teams. Those three things cost us the year. This year it's like I'm concerned of this QB wide receiver situation. Just like I'm just concerned at like can we find our yeah, real our groove, dynamic our thing, yeah. our dynamic like can we control games? And I just I, I just don't know. I don't know about them right now. Those are those are valid concerns. I love that I I that's our Devin seven Drew, minutes. Devin I, Drew Devin walking. Drew walking to Lubbock. That's my highlight of my day. Oh my god, that's so good. Okay, well there we go. We got a lot <laughs> off our chest. Did he walk? I don't know. I mean when I heard he was, because then and then I love that Nebraska like tweeted something out like he's here. And it's like, well, where the hell has he been? What's been walking going on? from Lubbock? There's a there's a sign that he was in. Someone saw him in Tulsa walking. I wish he's like a week. Coming. I wish a week out they'd be like be like Topeka. Like <laughs> Devin Drew Devin was Drew. here. He's on. I, he's, I mean, seriously, they should have a map of every day where he was. Where is that? He made like, it 26 miles in a day. Can you believe it? Devin he's Drew. almost to Dallas. He's <laughs> almost out of the state of Texas. He's in the panhandle. Almost. Good Lord, he's in the panhandle. He started heading east for no reason, and that took him into Arkansas, which was a bad deal. Wrong direction. Wrong direction. Up, Go more northwest. <laughs> go up. You know what they used to say in the old days? Go northwest, young man. <laughs> okay. We got to wrap it up because I feel like I'm on the verge of the full-blown giggles. So there you go. Reasons for optimism, reason for concerns. I mean, 
people, this is all you need to this know going it. into you this. This season. is it. That was setting the stage. All right. Well, we're gonna be we're gonna be talking to each other quite a bit. Okay. Let's go. You know what? Let's go and see if we can help Devin Drew make it. Easier. Let's go. Let's go check. Let's go pick him up. A Huda Media Production.